Hey guys, welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. I am your host, Michael Arias, and in this episode, I am speaking with Dr. Elizabeth Robinson. I think it's just really important that to have the same kind of vision and the same priorities. I think that practices really do vary a lot in the way that they do things in terms of some practices are very high end. So low number of patients per day and really high quality service. And often they'll be charging more for those services. So then they can still, you know, make a good living or pay for all of their expenses. And some offices are like super high volume, have the assistants do as much work as they can so that the doctor only needs to do things that the doctor absolutely needs to do. Um, and so I think that you know, what you're signing up for can really vary depending on what type of office you're walking into. Liz is so cool. Uh, I feel like she is someone who's truly discovering her way, the way she wants to do it. And not in a traditional sense. And you'll understand more of what I'm talking about once you hear what she was doing and is currently doing. So she was an associate up until about a month ago. Then she completely paused from practicing clinically. Why? Well, she wanted to be part of a tech startup. And we talk about her past and present and why she was so drawn to this startup, which goes so well because she got her master's degree on medical devices. So you'll hear more about that in this episode. And then we talk about digital dentistry. We dive into it big time. And her previous practices, we talk about that too as well and where she worked at and what systems they used that she liked and what systems they used that she didn't like as well. And we also discuss some of the latest technology and why it should be used by everyone. And in case maybe I haven't said it, the tech startup she's working for right now is Dandy, our sponsors. And many of you have started using Dandy and love them, and many of you are thinking about it. Well, Liz takes us on a tour and shows us inside Dandy, what her role is in Dandy, how many employees they currently have over there, and what their goals are for the near and far future. Very, very amazing things that are happening at Dandy. And guys, remember, if you are interested, just go on the show notes below. It's going to be the first link in the show notes below. Click on their logo, click on their link, you get an exclusive deal, and you get a free scanner, just in case you're wondering. And then in this episode, we also talk about how some practices she worked at were great at selling Invisalign. So she gives us the insider information on that, and she tells us how we should sell Invisalign as well. And then she also gives us advice for practice owners looking to hire and retain good associates. So from her point of view, right? which is very, very interesting. So we talk about that and so much more. So without further delay, here is Dr. Elizabeth Robinson. Liz, how's it going? Good. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. If you don't mind me asking, where are you from right now? Phoning in from Silverthorne, Colorado, which is about an hour and 20 minutes outside of Denver and pretty close to the mountain resort of Breckenridge. So yeah, just out here in the mountain area of Colorado. <laughs> Did you grow up there or? No, I grew up uh, in the Midwest. Uh, I grew up in a small town called Alton that's kind of like a suburb of St. Louis. And yeah, I'm the youngest of six kids. So had a little bit of a chaotic uh, childhood with that. 
but uh, also a very medically based childhood because my parents are both general doctors and four of the six of us kids are also doctors of some sort. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So then tell us a little bit about your past, your present. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I grew up obviously with my parents as doctors. And it's funny because my my mom in particular would always say, yeah, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you should really look into dentistry because dentists are lucky. They don't have to deal with all of the insurance issues that doctors have to deal with. Um, and so it's funny because that was true for the most part when I was a kid. But then by the time I be actually became a dentist, insurance has completely infiltrated dentistry and how it's something that dentists spend a lot of their time talking about and dealing with. So hopefully that might improve a little bit in the future. But yeah, other than that, I, I basically, I was uh, honed in on field hockey as my main sport in high school. And so I went to Stanford University for my undergrad and played field hockey there. Um, so that was an awesome experience. I loved being there and playing hockey because it's sunny all the time and you pretty much have to be outside for three hours a day if you're playing varsity sports. So it was a great place to play field hockey during college. And then actually I added a fifth year at Stanford to do a master's degree. And the master's degree was focused mostly on medical device development. Mm -hmm. So basically this curriculum that I did had students from all different schools, like the business school, the med school, and the law school would all come together and be given um, unmet needs in medicine and then have to develop a product or device that would meet that need and go through the process of what it would be like to bring that product to market. So that's kind of how I got started in um, having a big interest in medical devices and kind of like the startup and medical device industry. But yeah, after that, I still stuck with my, uh, you know, goal to go to dental school. So I went to dental school at University of Pennsylvania, and that was great. I loved being in Philadelphia. For dental school, it was nice to go back to the East Coast since I always thought I might go to college on the East Coast, but I ended up going to the West Coast. Hmm. So um, yeah, I was there in Philly and uh, loved it. It was I met some great people. And then after dental school, went back to the West Coast and practiced in San Francisco for five years and also did a GPR at the VA Hospital of San Francisco. And then after San Francisco, I moved to Denver and I have been in Denver and now the mountains for about four years. Oh, wow. So four years. And you've yeah. been an associate for how long? I've been an associate for 10 years. <laughs> okay. How is that? Like, what, what are some takeaways that you've learned as far as when it comes to being an associate? Yeah, I think being an associate, some of the advantages are that you don't have to worry about all of the business aspect of running the practice, which is, you know, that is a large load to take on and um, it's a ton of responsibility. So it is nice in the respect that if, especially if you find a practice that's a really good fit, you can go to work, do the dentistry and not really worry much about the business part. Some of the disadvantages though, and I think you start to feel this as you keep going in your career, is that you can't really make decisions about how the practice is run or what technology the practice is going to invest in and kind of what the workflows of the office are. So I think that's something 
I was starting to see because most of my career, I've been pretty lucky because I've worked at practices that are pretty high tech. Like most of them have had an intraoral scanner. And so I think I didn't really realize what an advantage that was until I practiced a little bit at practices that were a little bit more old school and didn't have an intraoral scanner. Because then you kind of have to go backwards in, you know, the progress you've made and kind of learning how to use the intraoral scanner and learning all the workflows that come with that. Wow. Okay. So then has any time in that moment when you were in Stanford and then when you were also in Philly and then, you know, San Francisco, even right now in in Colorado, right? It's never been a moment where you're like, I want to own my own practice. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think I have had an interest in owning my own practice, but sometimes I think if I were to do that, I would want to take it in a little bit more of a unique direction in some way. Like my thought of owning my own practice would be maybe do something where you're doing Botox and then just cosmetic type of dentistry, like maybe just clear aligners Mm. and Botox. And it's because to me, it's like, I like to do things that are more innovative and creative and not kind of continue to do the same thing that everyone else has already done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I think that's kind of where my ambition would be with owning something of my own. Yeah. Like trying something new. Yeah. Do you you feel like that's eventually gonna, it's gonna happen or... Possibly. I think right now I'm kind of trying to learn a little bit about different areas. Like, you know, I think I've learned a lot working at all kinds of different practices about the different ways you could run a practice and um, the different focuses you can take and what you really want to bring to your practice. And then now I'm working at Dandy. So I think I'm learning a lot about what it's like to start a tech startup and then what goes into that and creating a really large company and kind of learning about all the departments that exist within that and have to work together to achieve a goal. So I think right now I'm still kind of just like gathering information and trying to learn as much as I can to see where I want to take my career in the future. Yeah. Gotcha. So real quick, I know you were, how many would you say practices did you work for? Yeah, I I worked for two main long-term practices. And then after COVID, things were a little crazy for probably about a year for me. After COVID, I was probably working at like two or three practices kind of Mm part-time over the course of like a year or two. So probably about five practices I've had experience in. So from those five, what would you say you would have loved to see more of? What were some things where you're like, I never want it? do that to my team or my practice or anything? And then what were some things where you're like, that system is brilliant. I want to do that. Well, um, yeah, I do think that the old, the more old school way of running a practice where you're not using a lot of technology, like if you're not using an intraoral scanner, that can be difficult to kind of get your practice excited about things. Because when you do have an intraoral scanner or even bring in other technology where the assistants or the hygienists can use this technology and really get involved in being a part of patient treatment, that's really going to drive engagement from your, from your practice. So um, I think the practices that go more high tech find that everyone on the staff is a lot more fulfilled because they can kind of like take ownership of different parts of um, just like different parts of 
running the dental office. Like in most of the practices where we have, uh, where we had an intraoral scanner, you know, I just prep the crown and then the rest of the appointment is really up to the assistant, you know, like they're going to scan the tooth, they make the temporary. And so they are really like a large part of that appointment. Whereas in the old system, really, it's mostly the doctor doing a lot of the work. And um, yeah, mostly it's just more on the doctor to make sure everything is done correctly. So um, yeah, I would say that's one big thing. And uh, yeah, just also for hygienists, same thing, you know, patients, I really love when they see this high technology, like they find it so fascinating that we're able to take a scan of their whole mouth in one minute. And they love looking at the scan and just like being able to see what's going on in their mouth. And so, you know, it's becoming more and more of a regular thing for hygienists to just automatically take a full mouth scan of their patients. And then they have a lot more resources to educate the patient and just kind of have a real talk with them about how things are looking in their mouth. Gotcha. So was that like your area of expertise? What was your area of expertise during like working here? Yeah, um, I would say I had a pretty heavy focus on cosmetic cases. Uh, most of the practices that I worked at, we had yeah a pretty high emphasis on cosmetics. So that mostly meant doing a lot of Invisalign cases. And one office I worked at, we had we did a lot of cases where we gave people veneers, but we created them out of composite, which is really kind of awesome because you don't need to cut any tooth structure away. You're just adding composite on there instead of like drilling tooth structure away. And so I really like that because I like to be kind of like conservative and not touch the teeth if we don't need to. But yeah, mostly that was my focus. And other than that, you know, I think most dentists kind of know that a lot of their day is going to be bread and butter dentistry. So fillings and crowns and some extractions here and there and some implant restorations here and there too. Gotcha. So you were mainly using digital dentistry in the practices that way? Yeah, like mainly I was using the iTero to do Invisalign when I was in San Francisco. And then when I was in Denver, a lot of my intraoral scanner experience was with the Seric machine. And there we would, you know, scan the tooth and then design the tooth in office. And then we would mill that tooth in office and would be able to deliver a same day crown to the patient. Gotcha. How would you sell Invisalign back in the day? Or like... Yeah. Well, I mean, Invisalign, well, one big sales thing for Invisalign is actually the intraoral scanner <laughs> because, and one of my friends, she said she, what she does, she actually, she takes the full mouth scan and lets the patient sit in the room because now the scanners often have simulators where you can see how your teeth look now and how they would look if you were to do Invisalign. And you can kind of just toggle back and forth between how they are now and how they would look ideally. And um, a lot of times, yeah, if you just let the patient sit there and look at that, then that itself can be a big seller for Invisalign because they say, wow, like I could look like that. Like that would be so much better. (laughs) Whereas if you don't have that, you're kind of just using fuzzy concepts of your teeth could look a little better and of course, you don't ever want to insult the patient, but um, to really be able to show them what it would look like. And some softwares even let them simulate that onto a picture of the patient, I believe. So 
that can really show them like what the end result would be. Yeah, it's like technology, especially digital technology is making it not just easier for the dentist, right? But at the same time for like the patient to like see what's happening, what's going on, what could be kind of thing. It's better for selling, right? I would say. I like that a lot. And then, so I know you mentioned it a little bit earlier. You eventually went to Dandy, right? Yes. Why? So I think, like I said, I always, I pretty much always had this dream of going to work at a startup in a sense. Um, Partly because I had done the master's degree focused on the medical devices that kind of got my interest started. And then when I was working in San Francisco, it's like all my patients are working at startups. And it just sounds so like interesting and kind of fun to work with your peers on these issues and projects and try to really like bring something new to the world. And so I think that dream has always been in the back of my head. And after COVID happened and things had been a little crazy, and I think I really started to feel like, I think I've kind of reached my limit with like feeling like I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish in my dental career (laughs) as a dentist. Um, And I really am looking for something new and something more creative and innovative. So I kind of had been searching for things over the last few months. I came across Dandy. I, I had heard a little bit about what Dandy was, but then in my job search, I, I came across Dandy and it really like represented the perfect company that I was looking for because it's kind of, it's a tech company and it's a startup. It's a very large startup because there's about 900 employees, but it's also, you know, it's a dental tech company. So it's somewhere where I can bring my dental experience and actually be helpful to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hold up, Liz. Dandy has 900 employees? Yeah. What? What? Like I, how? What? What? What is the situation there? Why? Well, there's like a lot of different things that need to come together to make it happen. First of all, I guess I'll just explain kind of what Dandy does. So Dandy is a full service digital dental lab. Right now, there's five main dental lab products that they make, which is crowns, dentures, implant crowns, clear liners, and night guards. And soon we'll be adding sleep apnea devices too. So basically, whereas in the past, you know, many a dentist would usually maybe use like two or three or even four labs, maybe one where they send their crowns, another one they send their dentures to, maybe they do use Invisalign for their clear liners. Dandy is bringing all of those lab products under one roof. And the advantage is that, you know, you don't have to coordinate that communication with all of those different labs. And they're, you know, ensuring a high quality product for all of those different products too. But I think like the real advantage of what Dandy is bringing is that they provide so much support to the dentist because it's basically 900 employees all devoted to making this more seamless and easier experience for the dentist at the end of the day. So they have tons of support for the dentist. Like when a dentist signs up with Dandy, first of all, they send you a free scanner. So that takes the whole element of which scanner am I going to buy? How much does it cost? All of that research that takes all of that out of the equation for the dentist. And then they also don't have to pay anywhere from $30,000 to $100,000 to buy a scanner. So they send them a free scanner. And then also when you sign up with Dandy, you'll have an account manager who helps you get everything set up. You'll have 
many training sessions with a live trainer where they go over how to use the scanner and how to scan for every different procedure in a live virtual meeting. And then also they have a lot of support, like live scan review, to have someone there while you're scanning your first patients to make sure that everything's going okay. So they can tell you, yes, that scan looks good, or no, we need to touch up this area or that area. And then also offices can chat with, uh, they can chat with a support person at Dandy and whenever they have questions about anything. So instead of having to call up, call in, talk to a customer service agent, then have them transfer you to someone else. And it could take a long time to get to the person you need to get to at other companies. At Dandy, it's like, just open a chat box and you can have all your questions answered just like in a chat. So they make a lot of things like really simple. Yeah, I think it was like uh, Ashley or or Barry we were talking to where he's like, because they use it for their practice, Dandy. And he's saying how it's really cool how like as you're taking the scan, somebody's watching it with you from Dandy. Yeah. And they're telling you like, hey, re- redo it, right? Instead of like, oh, you send it off, then you're going to have to redo it. It gets sent back. You know what I mean? Like a whole yes. type of situation. Man, so 900 people mm-hmm. devoted yeah. to just... Because there's like engineers and then and there's salespeople and there's product design leads. Um, there's tons of lab techs that work there, like re- all of these super experienced lab techs that, you know, were previously at other labs, but um, came over to Dandy. And so they lead different areas that they specialize in. There's a lot of things that need to be done, but it's really neat because you know, the engineers are always trying to improve that engineering end and the trainers are always trying to improve the training. And so everyone is always trying to make things better and better. And I think that's what really sets it apart because at the older types of labs, it's like no insult to them. I got, it's not easy work, but I just don't think they have like the bandwidth to create that customer support and like this amazing customer experience um, for the offices that they work with. Mm -hmm. So then, Liz, what do you do there? Yeah, so I will probably actually change my title soon because I'm, my title is senior launch trainer. So the idea is that I would also be helping with those live trainings. But right now I'm focusing on making self-service training videos, which would basically be videos that anyone that uses the dandy scanner could watch these videos if they need a refresher on the training that they got like usually the first training that we give which we also give for free like some other companies charge for training on their scanner and so that's another nice perk is we give this training for free but this is if you know they get their scanner and they're not able to set aside the three hours that we usually ask them to set aside with the whole office, you know, that requires them sometimes to kind of shut down the office or come come in on their day off to do a three hour. Often it only takes two hours really, but um, sometimes it takes three. And so the idea is to have another resource for them to get their training if they wanted to just get started right away and watch the training videos instead of having that live training. Or as a refresher, after they have the live training, they can go back and just watch those fast forward to whichever part they needed the refresher on. So that's the main thing that I'm working on right now. Nice. That's fine. That's going to be good. Awesome. Okay. 
So then let's dive into, I'm going to need both sides of those brains right now. Like of, of your, so let's dive into the part where let's focus on like the business aspect, right? Or not so much the clinical side where we're working every day. How long has it been since you stopped actually working on that? Um, just a month. <laughs> just a month. Okay. So it's fresh. It's fresh in your right. If you don't mind me asking, what were the procedures where you're like, hey, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then somewhere that was like the one procedure that you loved. Yeah. I mean, I love just like, I like doing cosmetic restorations, like the procedures I love, or if a tooth comes in and it's pretty much broken off at the gum line, but we're able to put, well, sometimes we might put a post in there and build it back up and we're able to save it and put a crown on it. That's probably my favorite thing. Cause it's just like really functional dentistry. And we were able to save this tooth because I really like to keep the teeth there. I don't like to pull the teeth out. So I'm kind of holistic in that way. <laughs> but yeah, so, and I like cosmetics. Um, and yeah, I would say like some areas that I don't have a lot of experience with root canals. So I think I'm like a lot of dentists who just are like, no root canals for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I get you. And yeah. then what advice would you want to give to practice owners who are looking to bring on an associate? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just really important that to have the same kind of vision and the same priorities. I think that practices really do vary a lot in the way that they do things in terms of some practices are very high end. So low number of patients per day and really high quality service. And often they'll be charging more for those services. So then they can still, you know, make a good living or pay for all of their expenses. And some offices are like super high volume, have the assistants do as much work as they can so that the doctor only needs to do things that the doctor absolutely needs to do. Um, and so I think that, you know, what you're signing up for can really vary depending on what type of office you're walking into. So I think just like it's important for an associate to really find out what they are looking for and what which of those models works for them so that like their vision of what they're looking for really aligns with what the practice owner is looking for. How can like a practice owner make it easier though to like let them know, you know what I mean? Instead of like, all right, we're trying this associate out. You're, you're building a great relationship with them, but they're still not doing what you want them to do. You know, maybe something's different, something's off. How would you prefer like a practice owner, I guess, handles that, makes it more transparent from the get-go? Yeah. I mean, I think that it can be a little bit brutal to shadow sometimes, especially if you're an experienced dentist. But sometimes I think if you shadowed for a day or two, you can get the idea of how the office runs. And if you gel with the way that things are run there and if it's a high volume or a low volume office. And um, that sometimes might be a good idea because sometimes I think it can be hard to part ways if you feel like you already signed on and you already committed, you don't want to let them down. But sometimes it you may not have to realize like, oh, this wasn't actually what I was looking for. So yeah. shadowing, right? <laughs> yeah. That's good. I like that. Okay. All right. So then what can a dentist do today to improve their marketing or their business? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think most of my friends, I've seen a lot of my friends start their own practice. And I think marketing is such a huge thing, especially for a practice that's starting from scratch, rather than, you know, if you're buying 
a really well-established practice, you're kind of buying a book of patients that may already be really loyal. But for someone that's more of a startup, marketing is obviously a huge thing for them. And I know one of my old coworkers, she, I think she says she even invests as much as $14,000 a month into marketing. But she is a huge advocate for it because, I mean, she has a super successful startup. And I think she really did her research into which marketing companies work really well. And she kept track of, you know, which ones are really bringing me patients and not only just patients, but really high quality patients, like patients with a lot of needs and patients that may be open to having a bigger case done. Um, So, yeah, I think that just finding marketing agents or companies that have a really proven track record is an important thing to do and doing your research there. And yeah, I mean, just going back to digital dentistry, I think if you have digital dentistry, I think patients are super aware that that's out there now and they want that comfort that they can just have their mouth scanned and they don't have to sit there and take a million impressions. So if you are offering that, I think that is definitely something to market and make sure patients know that you have that at your office. (laughs) How can you market that like to the general public? Obviously, that's something we work on a little bit, too, because, you know, we're always trying to market dandy. And these days, I think things like Instagram and TikTok are so big. Mm-hmm. And we were looking at a TikTok the other day where a girl, she just scanned her own mouth in like 30 seconds. And we were like, wow, that's a great advertisement. She just showed us how easy it is. You can even just take this scanner and just scan your own mouth in 30 seconds. So um, I think things like that, just like showing just how easy it is and what a good, accurate picture of the mouth it creates in such a short time uh, is a great way to just let patients know like how far the technology has come. Yeah. When you see like people who are, or practices, right? Like Dandy customers who are utilizing Dandy. Who are some of those customers? You don't have to give me names or anything, but like, what are they doing that's like, oh, they're advertising it beautifully, right? Like the way it works, the way they're utilizing it. What are they doing? Let's see. I mean, I don't know if that's an area I've delved into a ton. I think at Dandy, we have kind of two different types of customers. We have some that we're already using a scanner and so they're already super experienced with it, but they want to, you know, keep adding more scanners and trying a different type of scanner. And then some people have been going totally old school and they want to, um, you know, they want to introduce scanning into their office. So, um, yeah, we kind those are kind of our, a mix of our customers, but, um, I think most offices are just really trying to step into the modern world and use TikTok and Instagram because that's where everyone's getting their information about everything these days. So that's kind of like where the money's at. Yeah. I like that. It's almost like, uh, you know, the, the 30 second one where yes. like, I like, I like that one. I also like maybe a practice owner or like the assistant or whatever can kind of like encourage them, like share that, you know what I mean? If they don't want to share it, then it's like, we'll fix it. Right. <laughs> but if they're like, oh yeah, that's how my mouth looks cool. Share it. Right. Type of thing. It looks, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of, uh, things you can, I, I feel like you can market your, the digital side of your practice a lot. Definitely. Or like patient testimonials are always really valuable, I think, too, or just showing how 
the patient can get more engaged and in their own dental health, they can really just like see what's going on inside their mouth and everything. Mm-hmm. That's always really powerful for, for advertising the scanner. So, Gotcha. What, Liz, would you like to see more from a dentist today? Yeah, I mean, I think kind of similar to what we've already been talking about, but um, I think dentists need to kind of keep being open to change. A lot of dentists, like I mentioned, they'll put off bringing this new technology into their office kind of for two reasons. Like one, just the expense of it. Like I said, those scanners, they could cost anywhere from $20,000 to $100,000. And the other big thing that is hard for dentists is just getting their team and their whole office on board with the new technology because everyone's used to doing everything the old way. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes even though, even if the doctor is ready to learn a new system, they're not sure if they are going to be able to train their whole office on learning this whole new system. Mm-hmm. So that can definitely be a huge crutch. And um, I think that's, you know, Dandy has really honed in on that and solving that problem by bringing this whole training aspect to the to the table and making sure that they ensure that these offices will be trained. They can ask for as much additional training as they need to make sure the offices can really use this scanner and incorporate it into their daily routine. So what what scanner do you guys get for free? We give the trios three shape scanner to offices. We did a lot of research into uh, like kind of the top five scanners, I would say. And that is the one that we found was the best in terms of quality and accuracy, but also kind of like meeting the price point that we think was like, you know, the best. Yeah. 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 It has to make sense too at the same time, you know, I yeah. get you. I get you. All right. And then one of the last questions I want to ask you is right now, what do you love? Absolutely love about dentistry. Yeah. Yeah. What well, the thing I love about dentistry and I do kind of miss is just, um, you know, just the social aspect of dentistry I am super social. I love to talk to people all day. So that is definitely a really fulfilling part of dentistry is, you know, if you think about it, you're really just chatting with people all day. And then in between, you might drill and fill their teeth a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that is really awesome. And I think that patients, they really come to appreciate a dentist who has that great bedside manner, but they also can do the work efficiently and they get good results and they're able to keep the patient really comfortable and just make everything really seamless. So, um, you know, when I definitely think it's great when the patients leave and they look at you and say thank you and you can tell that they're like truly grateful for what you've done for them. And then also once you have that relationship, it's nice to just kind of like keep building it and it feels like you're just catching up with your friend <laughs> when you are seeing your patients as time goes on. So, so that, that's my favorite part. And yeah, I think maybe someday I'll add an, a day of dentistry back in just to kind of like fill that void a little bit, but we'll see. I'm really enjoying just kind of like focusing on working with Dandy right now and just giving it my all and like really diving into it. Okay, nice. Awesome. So any final pieces of advice you want to give us or any final words? Yeah, well, I would guess I would just say like, if you are like me, and you have a curiosity about, you know, maybe doing something a little bit different as a dentistry, I think there are like tons of different avenues you could take. And it does take a little bit of research, because I think a lot of people come across that problem. It's like, 
what else can a dentist do? It doesn't seem like there's much out there. But yeah, it just takes a little bit of research and uh, persistence to find some other some other routes that you can go go on. And other than that, I yeah, I would just say if offices are interested in going digital, they should definitely give Dandy a try. I mean, the scanner is free, so no excuses there. And we provide tons of support for all of the offices we work with. So I think it's like a very, it's a really positive experience and could bring, you know, bring a new element and a new kind of like fun thing to do with your office if you aren't digital at all so far. Nice. Awesome, Liz. Thank you so much for being with me on this episode. But before we say goodbye, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yeah. Um, you could either email me. My email address is Elizabeth Robinson at meetdandy.com. Or I'm on Instagram. I'm Dr. Lizzie Rob, L-I-Z-Z-Y-R-O-B. So guys, that's all going to be in the show notes below. If you want to check it out, reach out to Liz a little bit more. Liz, thank you so much for being with me on this episode. And we'll hear from yeah. you soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I truly appreciate it. And Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We truly appreciate it. Guys, if you want to reach out to her, go in the show notes below. Look for her name. And at the same time, click on the links below her name and reach out to her, right? Email her if you have any questions about what she's talked about or any questions about Dandy. Make sure you do so by uh, reaching out to her. And at the same time, guys, this episode is brought to you by Dandy. So don't forget, if you're looking for a free trio scanner, um, if you want to save $30,000 plus, right? If you're looking for a faster delivery lab tech, right? If you're looking for reductions in remakes, guys, get Dandy. If you're looking for the latest and greatest, right? If you're a practice who's like, hey, we're up to date with the technology, then maybe Dandy is something you should have already in your practice. They're doing fantastic things over there. You heard it in this episode as well. They give you a top-of-the-line intraoral scanner for free. They provide one-on-one -on -one training. Liz will probably be there with your team training you, right? Unparalleled support. Over 900 right employees just there focusing on your customer experience, on you. You have access to the Dandy portal. And since you're a listener to this podcast, they're also giving you $250 lab credit. So you get everything you need to take your practice digital. So guys, if you want, go in the show notes below. It's going to be the first link in the show notes below or just go to meetdandy.com forward slash TDM and you guys will automatically get the exclusive deal. But yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. And as always, thank you for supporting the podcast and I'll talk to you in the next episode.